Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to the always wonderful and charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, on today's show, we got a whole bunch to talk about. I'm going to quickly talk about the D-backs record-setting day. And then we got Ben Kaspik on to finish up our reserves and talk about the toughest choices we had to make for the NL All-Star team. So we got a packed show as always. But first, join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Let's jump right into the podcast, and I first want to talk about the D-backs record-setting day because I'm sure you guys have heard the D-backs now are the sole proprietor, the sole proprietor, uh, you know, that's probably another word I struggle to say, but they're the only team now in 125 years of Major League Baseball to lose 23 consecutive games on the road, and the worst part about it, they did our man, Zach Gallen so dirty i mean he came back from the injured list today and the first game he has to 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 pitch is against the san francisco giants who are not any pushover the giants have one of the best records in baseball they lead the division the giants have 25 losses on the season the d-backs just lost 23 consecutive games the d-backs have 20 wins on the season so the d-backs have fewer wins than the d than the giants have losses and they put zach allen in such a bad position today because he did not look right out there on the mound first start back has to face this juggernaut of a giants team who is missing some key pieces like uh, Evan Longoria but Zach Allen did not look like his usual self he has not been the same Zach Allen that we've been used to in 2019 and 2020 I think a lot of it it just because of injuries uh, I mean I, I, he just hasn't really been able to pitch a whole ton he's been doing a lot of practice pitching just long throws and so he hasn't really been able to pitch against a lot of major league talent this season to really get into a rhythm and groove and you could see it today Zach Allen he threw 58 pitches over two and two-thirds innings gave up four earned runs it it just didn't look like uh, your classic Zach Allen who locks in and dominates Riley Smith gave up four earned runs Mella gave up two earned runs and then they got dominated by Zach uh not Zach but by Kevin Gosman who limited the D-backs to more strikeouts than hits. So D-backs now on pace for 116 losses, which will be the franchise record. Record for the D-backs is 111, so they're on pace to break that. They've lost 14 consecutive games. They're 20 and 50, 30 games below 500. So it's a pretty disgusting season, but I say we lean all the way into tanking. We go for that number one pick, and we just... Call a day. We, we just lean fully into tanking. Just play all the young guys as much as we can. And guess what? I think we should just go for the all-time losing streak record. It was set by the Louisville 
Colonels in 18-89 at 26 games. D-backs on a 14-game losing streak right now. I say we go for the all-time record and we try to put ourselves in the history books as many times and break as many records as we can this season. Now, we'll get into that conversation with Ben Kaspic of Locked On Giants. Yeah, nine home runs, a 280 average, 892 OPS. I mean, he's one of those guys like a Brandon Crawford. All of a sudden, it looked like Evan Longoria was on the decline. And he had this resurgent season. Spider tech. <laughs> Spider tech. Which is for pitchers, by the way, right? We're just joking. Yeah. You know, the will- hitters don't benefit from spider tech yeah i don't know how that affect i mean just never letting the bat leave your hands i don't <laughs> know if that really uh, affects you i'm sure you saw that video on twitter today where someone had the spider tack in the jar and it's like you can't even like as long as the spider tack is sticking to the lid you could let go of the jar and it wouldn't even fall out. like it wouldn't even hit the ground because the spider tack is so sticky it just sticks to that jar so i'm really curious to see how this crackdown affects baseball it might be a crap show these next few weeks as they just try to legislate it however they want some dudes get caught some dudes aren't like uh trevor bauer said what defines sticky it's gonna be a real good argument it looks just like the strike zone it's all gonna be up to the umpire's discretion of how this thing gets legislated so uh, i'm really curious to see how this is going to be and if we just see a, a total drop off in pitching numbers across the league then an offensive resurgence of of uh the offense offensive resurgence of the offense i'm gonna feel pretty <laughs> yeah that was some <laughs> ugly lingo there. I, yeah i knew where you were going yeah thank you so i'm very curious to see how this affects the league but let's move on now let's talk shortstop for me i had two reserves at shortstop as well at trey turner of the washington nationals shout out josh neighbors of locked on nats big trey turner guy i mean how could you not be batting nearly 300 803 OPS. He's got the power to 10 home runs. And we know he's one of the fastest players in baseball, 13 stolen bases. I thought he had all the traditional stats behind him. Pretty good defensive player. Then my other reserve is your guy, Brandon Crawford. You already made the case for him. Career high in OPS, career high in home runs, 44 ribbies, having a great season. Brandon Crawford, Trey Turner, my two reserves for the shortstop position. Yeah, and I guess I have to go with Tatis, and I feel almost <laughs> embarrassed that I didn't vote for him. But you get you get what I'm doing, voting for Crawford. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Tatis, of course, is on that all-star team. He's like the face of the all-star team. He's pretty much the face of baseball, baseball right now. Maybe he and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm. So kind of crazy how the young, young talent in the game is coming onto the scene. I mean, these guys are in their early 20s. It's pretty remarkable. So Tatis, yeah, he's just, you know, as good as he is and as how and how much is he's going to hurt the Giants over his career, sign that massive contract. He's just a fun player to watch, even when he's beating the Giants. Uh, I might regret saying that later, but for now, he's obviously on that team. And Trey Turner, we I just saw him, uh, Giants just played the Nationals, and that guy is just a really, really good all around player. Kind of one of the more underrated players in the game, mm-hmm. I would venture to say. So I've got to have Trey Turner on my all star team. Those are my guys, but, and obviously Crawford, like I had said, and uh, consideration and, and shout outs to Miguel Rojas mm. of the Miami Marlins. That guy kind of quietly is a really good player. And really good defensive shortstop and and he's become a pretty good hitter too so consideration to him but but Crawford Tatis and Turner are my shortstops 
Yeah, and looking at the shortstops, uh, yeah, another one who shouldn't be anywhere near this list is Corey Seager, who finished ahead of Brandon Crawford and number three in the first round of all-star voting. I mean, Corey Seager's numbers on the air, 265 average, 783 OPS, four home runs. He, he has more strikeouts than RBIs on the year. I mean, Corey Seager's numbers just aren't there. So, well, just, and, and bias, too. I mean, 270 on base percentage? Yeah. He's not ahead of Brandon Crawford. It makes no sense. Yeah, some of these guys are just players on good teams, and also they're on big market teams too. That helps. So they're getting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of fan voting. I mean, this is what it is. This is fan votes. So some of these guys are not deserving. Might make the All Star team because of the fan vote. Ben and I will continue our conversation in just a second, but first, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. You can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free, for life, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash lockdown MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown MLB and get started today. Let's get back to the pod. We're, we're getting close to wrapping it up. Let's get to our all-star reserves for the outfielders. I got three reserves to back up my three starters. I got Tyler O'Neill, who's having a, a breakout season uh, for our guy Lucas Smith and the Cardinals. 15 bombs, 291 average, and 960 OPS. Only played 47 games, too. Now, the one pushback against him, he only has six walks on the season. Uh, I thought that was a glaring number when I saw that uh, in 47 games. Uh, maybe I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure I saw six walks. I had Brian Reynolds, who I, I didn't even know who. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know who this was until I did this exercise this morning. Ten home runs on the season, 889 OPS, 286 average, and he had 35 walks to 55 strikeouts. Thought that wasn't too bad. And then the last guy who you had as a reserve for second baseman, have a reserve for outfielder, Chris Taylor, nine home runs, six stolen bases. Uh, He's got 48 runs, 275 average, 865 OPS. The Dodgers absolutely stole him from the lowly Mariners who seem to always shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, And some heavy consideration here. I think this is, uh, I think outfield is another spot where my all-star selections might change in a month because I think Trent Grisham 
and Bryce Harper, both guys who have all-star caliber numbers, but they haven't played enough games. Grisham's got seven home runs, seven stolen bases. Harper's got like eight home runs, six stolen bases. They got pretty decent slash lines as well. Juan Soto, if he could pick up the walks and, and get his slash line in terms of his average and some of his stolen bases numbers up, uh, I think he could be a candidate for the all-star game. And then I think a sneaky dark horse guy for the all-star game could be Tyler Naquin. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. Is he even a let me make sure he's in the National League. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, okay. he, he came over to the Reds this year. Okay. I, yeah, I was just making from sure. the yeah. Indians. Yeah. Okay. Those yeah, are was, similar teams. It's easy yeah. to get them. Yeah, I was making sure he wasn't still in the Indians. So, yeah, he was my other guy who I thought could sneaky maybe be in there in a month, depending on how his numbers look. But reserves O'Neill, Brian Reynolds, Chris Taylor for my all star outfielders. This is a deep position. And as I look through now, again, it's just it's hard to choose. And I, I actually had like you, Tyler O'Neill making that team. I, I didn't even notice the the terrible strikeout to walk ratio. Cause not only <laughs> is he not walking at all, 3.4%, that's probably maybe lowest in the league, but the strikeout rate 34%. Yeah. So as I'm like disparaging the guy and also saying he makes my all-star team because I mean, like you said, 15 bombs, 630 slugging, 339 isolated power, just really, really good number numbers for Tyler O'Neill. So I give the nod to him. Brian Reynolds, don't remind me, the Giants traded this guy to the Pirates in the Andrew McCutcheon deal that sent <laughs> McCutcheon over to San Francisco. And so a couple of years ago, Reynolds had a nice rookie season with the Pirates, but then kind of really struggled last year has come out this year and is good again. And he's a guy, another guy like Adam Frazier who torched the giants in that series in Pittsburgh. So he is deserving. I agree with you. O'Neill and Reynolds both go for me as well. And the, the last spot, like I, I kind of want to give another outfielder here and it's tough. And Mookie Betts is a guy that I'm considering here because I know I'm going to look up in a month and he's going to be somewhere closer to the top of these lists because that guy is just a perennial star and a perennial MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. But Trent Grisham, I agree with you, also under consideration for me. Uh, Juan Soto, he's going to be near the top of this list when all is said and done. Bryce Harper as well. Uh, Shout out too to Cattell Marte. Yeah. I think that he, you know, he got hurt and he missed a lot of time, but he's just been really good this season. Overall, I guess I would I'm I'm probably flipping a coin between Soto and Betts just because I know I want them in that game. I think they they're the stars. They're mm -hmm. two of the biggest stars in the game. Uh I, I'll probably find a way to sneak them both on there, even if it means I have to kick off somebody else. I'll go Soto and Betts. They got to make that team. Mm. Yeah, and Ketel Marte, he would easily be on my ballot if he has like another 15 games played, but 30 games played for Ketel Marte, yeah. I, I think just takes him out the running pretty much because it makes his like his slash line look overly inflated because of mm -hmm. how little games he's played. I mean, he has a 349 average, 920, 927 OPS. I don't even think those numbers are fluky because he consistently plays like that. Even since he's, since he's been back from injury, he's played like that. But uh, just because he's only played 30 games, I, I don't think it'd be that fair to give him the nod, even though I got a guy like Jazz Chisholm, who's only played 43 games on my team. That, that, that was still enough for me to put him on as a reserve, unlike Kittel Marte.
But who do you think your toughest calls were for the All-Star game? Uh, because for me, I think Freeman versus Aguilar, I felt like that one was really close for me. Uh, deciding between those two guys, I went back and forth. The three third basemen deciding who should be the starter. Uh, should all three of those guys, uh, should, should two of those three be reserves? I thought it was a pretty tough debate. And then who should be a backup second baseman too? McMahon versus Segura, I thought it was pretty tough for me as well. Those are probably my three toughest challenges. I gave heavy consideration to Harper and Grisham as well, but felt like they haven't played enough games uh, to, to put them over the top, a guy like Chris Taylor or Brian Reynolds. So I, I would say the Freeman versus Aguilar, McMahon versus Segura, and who should be the starting third baseman were my three toughest calls for this all-star selection. Ben and I will wrap up our conversation in just a second. But first, you guys need to go to BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find solutions to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com To wrap up the pod yeah i agree that third base was really tough i kind of flip-flop between arenado and who was the other guy arenado uh, and austin riley or turner uh turner austin uh arenado and turner and then at second base i mean that was really tough for me too going with adam frazier is not a decision i felt comfortable <laughs> with and then in the outfield there's just a lot of guys who seem to me to be deserving and you know, going with like Castellanos and Winker, I just feel strongly that at the end of the year, you're probably going to see names like Soto and Betts rise above those players in terms of who's who's ultimately the better player. So it's always a tough debate. Like, am I voting based on just what's happened this year so far, or am I voting based on who's the bigger, who's the better player and who's ultimately the bigger star and going to have the better season? So I like to, it, it's a fine balancing act, as I said, 
before you kind of got to give some respect to some new players and also some respect to some players who have done it before. So that was the best I could do uh, in round one, but like you, it's going to change as time goes on. Yeah. Do you feel like you had any takeaways or did anything pop out to you when doing this exercise? Because for me, I, when I was looking at the first baseman stats, I was just surprised how like lowly they were because first baseman's usually your power hitter, your slugger, your cleanup hitter. And they're usually one of the most productive players in baseball, at least historically. And just the national league, I felt like it was super underwhelming, especially when comparing it to some other positions uh, where I was like, man, there's like three to five to six dudes that I'm giving heavy consideration here. But for first baseman, I felt like I was kind of reaching for dudes, honestly, to be my reserve. Like, yeah, it was a tough decision between Aguilar or Freeman, but it wasn't because of the merits of their success this season. It was because it was kind of like an argument of who's been I guess, least effective or most effective, however you want to phrase it. So uh, I, I think that was the most interesting takeaway I had from doing this exercise. Yeah, I didn't, I hadn't noticed that myself. So when I looked through, I had the exact same takeaway, wondering what happened to these guys, the Freemans and Rizzo's and Goldschmidt's of the world, who for a while there were like the, the clear best players at that position. But for me, probably the main takeaway I had was actually looking at National League catcher because mm. for a while catcher was just this kind of black hole position where you didn't get a lot of production but especially in the National League right now with Posey having the rebound season he's having with Will Smith being one of the best young catchers in the game for the Dodgers JT Real Muto becoming a really really good player Omar Narvaez just having a nice season and Carson Kelly, I mean, within the National League West, you've got three excellent catchers right now in Posey Smith and Carson Kelly. So I was surprised by how good the catcher position has become, particularly in the NL. I think it's it's been much better in the National League than it has in the American League. It was it was tougher to to kind of pick someone in the AL. I actually went with uh, Yasmani Grandal, who's had who's average is 154 yeah because he's got a crazy walk rate he's walk he's his walk rate is literally 28 percent. that is just absurd average is around nine percent so he walks like three times more than the average player on base of 395 despite a 154 batting average that is a crazy, crazy that is absolutely insane uh and he hits for power too. So he's a really weird player. I ended up voting for him. But anyway, I'd probably take any of those NL guys ahead of him right now if I had to choose. Any yeah. Of those four NL guys. That just Five makes, NL guys. Yeah, that just makes me think. If he was batting like 220, his OBP would be like 450 or something yeah. ridiculous like that. I, I've probably Salvador Perez is probably going to get the, the all-star nod probably out there. He's having a phenomenal season for the Royals. And yeah, that's a great point you had about the catchers because be, to begin the season, I thought Carson Kelly was going to run away with an all-star selection, him or Buster Posey, but it, it's a real race. And he has to, he, he was kind of in a little slump. So he's actually going to have to pick it up. If he wants one of those all-star reserves because it, it's a deep position, like you said. So we'll see. We'll do this again, probably in a month uh, dude, as we get closer, but just since it was the first round, we'll probably do this again once they do phase two of the all-star voting. See after the second round comes out. And just to, you know, this is what time is it? 7-16 Tuesday night. So when they listen to this, this will probably be the second part. Today's game, which is Tuesday, will already be over. But as we are recording this right now, D-backs up four to nothing in the top of the second 
against the San Francisco Giants. What do you have to say? How is this game going to go? You think the Giants make the comeback? Uh, I that's the first I've heard about the game. I <laughs> I'm uh, I was going to watch it after. I have no idea what happened. How they me neither. How the D backs ended up with four runs. So either the the opener Zach Latell. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't go well or or the young player Sammy Long came in and didn't pitch nearly as well as he's pitched or he did pitch in his debut so uh it's going to be tough I mean four nothing as a whole <laughs> but you know uh it seems like if there was ever an opportunity for a comeback it might be in this type of matchup yeah and just to give you a, a little sneak peek again I guess that's my word of the day on this pod Zach Littell didn't record an out gave up four earned runs before recording an out so holy it's, cow it's Sammy Long for the foreseeable future in this game so we'll let you go you could go watch your Giants lose and if they don't lose <laughs> hey the D-backs are just getting a little bit closer to a historic record so it's a win-win for us D-backs fans either way Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants the people already know but remind them where can they find you I'm on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. We do a show account too at L-O underscore SF Giants. And what about you? Where can people find you? <laughs> Personal Twitter at Creator Thomas 24 or look up Locked On Diamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram. Just type it in the search bar. You'll pretty easily find it. But that's probably it for this edition of the crossover. We got our NL All-Star selections in after the first round of voting. Felt like we had some pretty strong picks. We had some, we were pretty close on the starting lineup, had some Mm -hmm. simple disagreements. But overall, I think we had pretty similar teams. I I don't think there was too much we disagreed on. So pretty good pod. And Ben, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for doing this. And we'll try to have you again on in the future, sir. All right. Thank you. No problem. Go D-backs! That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Shout out to Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants. Had a great time uh, picking the NL All-Stars. It was just a great time to look over the stats and really, uh, you know, take this exercise seriously and, and trying to get it right. Me and Ben are both serious podcasters. You know, we're both passionate about this. So we want to make sure uh, we did it right and try to give the shine where the shine was due. And don't forget to get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Piskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to come back tomorrow. We got Scott Cullen of Lockdown Fantasy Baseball on the pod. We got a fancy roundup talking D-backs, uh, sleepers, uh, surprises, redrafts. So you're going to want to stay tuned for all that and more on the best Dimebacks podcast for the best news, coverage, insight, anything you can want with the D-backs. Stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!